Hey friends, welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm your non-diet dietitian, trainer, and host Katie, and this is episode 280. Now, you likely see your body every single day in the mirror, in the windows at the store, maybe the reflection in your car, and even just in your brain, right? You close your eyes and you can still visually see your body. While it's totally normal to look in the mirror while getting ready for the day, or even, you know, if you're looking for like a scratch or a bruise or kind of analyzing your body, but some people find themselves doing these things way more often. On today's episode, we're going to talk about body checking specifically. What is it? Why, you know, why does it matter if I do this? What, what's kind of the spectrum and then ultimately how to stop. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food and their bodies. I'll also share my experience working with clients in my private practice to help women find food freedom and body confidence. I'm on a mission to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. What is body checking? So body checking is that compulsive scrutinizing, monitoring, or even tracking your body's weight, your size, its shape. It's the act of intentionally or unintentionally seeking out information about your body. So whether that's your weight, whether it's how your clothes fit, or even just, you know, think about turning in the mirror and how your body looks from different angles. Sometimes body checking can be assessing different aspects of your body and its appearance. So it can be, you know, total body, but it could also be your face, right? Looking in the mirror and checking for certain features. It also involves the thoughts and the behaviors around appearance. And so often body checking becomes a habit, a really ingrained habit, which we'll talk a little bit more about today. So it can look more specifically like weighing yourself frequently, measuring your body parts with a tape measure feeling, like physically feeling your body for areas of fat or muscle or bone. You know, I think about women who kind of look for their collarbone or parts of their rib cage or their thighs. It could be pinching or squeezing parts of the body. It could be repeatedly evaluating how you fit in clothing, maybe trying on a certain pair of pants intentionally, like there's one certain pair of pants, you try it on every so often just to kind of analyze, see how it fits. It could be comparing your body to other people's bodies, constantly looking for reassurance from others about your size, comparing pictures of yourself in the past, staring in the mirror for a long time to assess some of those physical features. Even think about when you're getting ready How long does it take you to get ready? What are some of the things that you do while you're getting ready? It can also be comparing yourself to others on social media. So why is body checking harmful? Maybe you're listening to this list of habits and it sounds like, well, yeah, I do all those things. 
But at a certain point, it can become really unhealthy. It can become obsessive. And oftentimes, body checking is associated with forms of anxiety, OCD, but it's very common for people with body dysmorphia and eating disorders or even just disordered eating. Just like any diet behaviors, it can be helpful initially, but only for a moment. It only gives us that satisfaction or that relief really short term. And ultimately, after we engage in the behavior, we feel increased fear, increased anxiety, maybe shame, overall negative emotions. Habits of body checking can also make it really difficult to move away from diet culture. It can make it really challenging to listen to your body and ultimately to recover from disordered eating, from diet culture, or from an actual eating disorder. Now we know that there are many causes for eating disorders and disordered eating, but we also know that perfectionism is a huge contributing factor to this. And if we're aiming to achieve this, you know, quote unquote, perfect body, well, we know that doesn't exist. And that's often one of the challenges with chasing intentional weight loss is that, you know, I hear this all the time in client sessions that even once they get to a certain weight, it's it's not good enough. They've got to be smaller. They've got to be smaller. Then they've got to fix this, not that, right? And so if you think about this, that idea of perfectionism, like what even is perfect? Well, it doesn't exist. So we're constantly going to be chasing it. I'm really excited for you to listen to an upcoming episode on social media. I interviewed um, an amazing therapist out of New York talking about just diet culture and beauty in the media. And she gave some really awesome takeaways. So I won't, I won't give that away today, but just know that that is coming. But I found a really important statistic that was really interesting that the majority of people in mainstream media, you know, and those, especially with large followings on social media, I mean, think about, think about the people that you think about when you think of influencers, it's typically young, thin, white, you know, traditionally beautiful as per society's beauty standards, yet fewer than 5% of people actually look like this. Less than 5%, right? Now, okay, why is this? Well, why is because face that, what is that? Facetune and Photoshop are to blame, right? Like Because they're not real. That's why no one looks like them because they're not real and they're filtered. And so, when we think about this habit of body checking, the reason that these habits even become about is because of neuroscience. You know, it's a blessing and a curse, but our brains are so wired to keep us safe. Your body perceives anxiety or stress as a threat. So that is why those old thought patterns and behaviors, they're so ingrained as coping mechanisms because your brain just does it often automatically in order to keep you safe. I have had so many conversations with clients about when they've been at the height of their disordered eating and body image challenges. They, they often really, I hear this common narrative of how long and how difficult the process is to get ready in the morning. It's constantly changing the clothes. It's just really analyzing how things fit, looking in the mirror, you know, just like really struggling with looking in the mirror, but at the same time, overanalyzing. And it just, it like breaks my heart because 
we know that again, some of these habits and behaviors with body image in our, in our bodies, it's so highly linked to being stuck in diet culture. Okay. So we know what body checking is. We understand. Yeah, it sucks. So I'm going to give you three quick tips of what you can do to stop to stop, reduce, to kind of break away from it. So number one, let's start with awareness. And I know, I know we say this all the time on the podcast, but we can't change a behavior. We can't change a habit until we're aware. So can you start to notice the frequency or how often your body checking? Oftentimes we fall into these habits and we don't even realize it because we're so close to it and it's so ingrained. You might consider using the notes pad in your phone or, you know, for example, I can't leave anywhere without my planner. I use a push journal, but like, I just like to have a physical planner with me still at all times. So what is it for that for you? Whatever it is that you want to track, you might consider making a list every time you become aware or notice those body checking triggers or, or actual habits and write those down. Now, once you identify the frequency, how often, what types of things that you're categorizing as body checking, get curious, just like we do with food, just like we do when we talk about gentle nutrition on the show. Can you ask yourself questions like, how do I feel after body checking? Like, how did I feel after I just looked in the mirror like that? How does this impact my behavior? Like, based on how I feel after looking, am I now compelled to, you know, let's say, I think of when I was driving to 30 minutes north and commuting for my full-time job at the hospital, you know, it required getting ready, putting on professional clothes, you know, makeup, whatever, and then driving 30 minutes to, to work. And so I think of, you know, the gal in that situation who maybe it took a while to get ready and you noticed how these pants didn't fit. Okay. So then did that cause you to feel a certain way? And then was there any sort of behavior that came out of that? you know, maybe that was swinging by Starbucks because you felt just shitty about yourself and you said, F it, I'm getting Starbucks. Or, you know, maybe you always go to Starbucks, but instead of getting what you actually wanted, you decided to get a sugar-free, a lower calorie drink, right? Think about kind of the, the chain of effects that maybe happened starting with that body checking behavior. Ask yourself, Again, how does this impact my behavior? But ultimately, how does it impact my ability to respect my body? Maybe the self-talk. Are these thoughts benefiting me in any way? And the answer to that could be yes. It could be yes. It could be feeling, making you feel a certain way, moving you away, right? We talked about the brain wanting to make your body safe. So dig into that if there does feel like there's a benefit to it because obviously there's a reason that you're doing it. So ultimately ask the question, why? Why do I feel like I'm doing this? Like, Just get really curious and figure out what the answer might be for you. Tip number two is to get more tools in your toolbox. Remember, the reason you may have disordered eating habits or behaviors like body checking is because at some point it's helped you cope. So let's think about other tools that you can experiment with when the urges come up and you're feeling that, ugh, that suck, that discomfort. Now, distractions. Distractions aren't always the best, but they are a good coping skill, right? Doing things like crafts or calling a friend, or I even love the distraction of just going outside 
changing your environment, right? If you feel the urge to body check, you want to like walk to the bathroom and look in the mirror. Nope. Go step outside or go step in the hallway. Like go somewhere, just take a deep, deep breath of fresh air and reset. Maybe you create mantras to repeat, like something like, you know, I am more than my body. I am more than my body. Repeat that five times. Or I love to tell clients to really lean into the fact that it's more about my brain than it is about my body. Maybe you write affirmations on a sticky note and post them on your mirror. Maybe even get rid of, you know, certain mirrors in certain spaces. I think of, you know, like the makeup mirror. Maybe if you have a mirror in your bathroom, but then you have like a really close up makeup mirror. Can you get rid of, you know, maybe the smaller one that you tend to pick at or things like that? Now, again, getting rid of all your mirrors isn't realistic. Ultimately, we want you to be able to look in the mirror and not have these behaviors. But again, think of it like stepping stones. Ask yourself, what do I need? When the urge comes up, what do I need? And see what the answer is. Maybe it's to step outside. Maybe it's to go for a walk. Maybe it's to call a friend. Maybe it's like, I just, I just need to eat. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it is for you, but I promise that if you ask the question, you're going to know. My last tip is to switch up your social media. Add more variety in what you consume, whether it's Instagram, TV, books. You know, I think about back in my disordered eating days and even even sometimes now, when I get on a Real Housewives of anything binge, if I really think about it, I think I feel worse about myself after watching it because it's, it's set up to compare the status, the clothes, the the cars, the houses, you know, the faces, the bodies, the lifestyle. And as humans, that is human nature to compare, right? And like, take note of if you are consuming a certain type of TV, a certain type of body on Instagram, get curious about that. Recognize how you feel right now. For me, watching Housewives doesn't cause me to do body checking behaviors now or, you know, anymore, but I do think I notice a correlation of if I watch a lot and that's all I'm watching, like, right, we know that you get in these habits, like you watch that for like a week, I don't feel great. And so maybe in small doses, it's okay, but can you switch it up? Watch a documentary, watch something that's going to, you know, enhance your life versus just set you up for that comparison. Notice like how your emotional bandwidth feels and if that makes the most sense for you to watch in the moment or consume on Instagram or social media. And I guess you could even say this for really any type of media. Are you always seeing the same skin color? Are you always seeing the same body size? Are you always seeing, you know, the same lifestyles? Again, switch it up because the more that we can see diversity Like that's just, that is reality. That is going to keep us more grounded and more accepting of of the diversity in what we see. Does that make sense? I hope it does. And pro tip, find a team, okay? I know I say this all the time, but I, I can't just emphasize enough, specifically a therapist. Body checking is not something that can stop overnight. A therapist might help specifically on reducing the frequency that you engage in behaviors, They can help you on postponing, you know, okay, I'm not going to body check today until I get home from work, you know, help give you more tools in your toolbox to sit in that discomfort. And ultimately they can help you work on eliminating, right? You know, I've had clients and we, I do some of this work from 
a body image standpoint, body image work as well, not near in depth as the work with a therapist. Most of my clients are also in therapy as well, but they have gotten to the point. I think of one client specifically, I'm like so celebrating her where she's now in the past, you know, what, two months, three months that we've been working together. She's had already, I think two or three kind of purges of her closet. Like each time it's getting rid of more clothes that just aren't serving her, aren't making her feel the right way, you know, deleting old photos. But like, it's scary to take those action steps and work towards body respect, body appreciation. But oh, let me tell you, team, once you get there, it's scary. It's liberating. It's life-changing. I mean, ultimately, it's just like anything, right? Like the things that scare us most are typically the most rewarding. And if you're looking for more support, don't hesitate, reach out to our team. That's what we're here for. We are actually, our next 12-week small group coaching program starts January 1st. But if you join now, you will get access to our 2023 non-diet goal-setting masterclass, which you know, you you are here. You already know that like we love to talk about goals. We love to you know, dream big, set the bar high. And so I'm really excited because this class is going to be kind of an integration of all that, right? Like, and just hype you up, get you ready to head into the new year, like ditching diet culture. Again, whether you feel ready or not, you don't have to have the tools. You don't have, you, you just have to show up. You just have to show up and be willing, be committed to do the work. And I promise if you do the work, oh my gosh, you're gonna look back a year from now and say, I don't even recognize that person. I am so different in the best way. And I'm so proud of myself for doing the work for me. That's it for today's episode, friends. We'll put links to our small group and all the things in the show notes. If you are listening on a phone, you can just swipe up and you should see those all those links there, but we'll also put it on Instagram. If you're not following us already at KT Hake or at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.